the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 262 CP, Bayonet Point, WTBN, Pinellas Park. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. Listen, don't think that Jesus and God, the Father, just know ahead of time what's going to happen. It's obvious that Jesus knows ahead of time because he's telling us what's going to happen. But also Christ, as God has ordained that these things happen, these are his decrees. He has determined that these things must take place. There are no accidents. There's nothing that's going to just happen without God ordaining and orchestrating that it happens. So that no believer alive at that time needs to ever be afraid as if God has lost control. God has got everything under control, even these devastating events. Yes, God is in control of all events in our lives. That's certain for today, for tomorrow, and for the time of the Great Tribulation. This is Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Today we conclude Steve's message on labor pains and the kingdom taken from Matthew 24. Today's study is called God is in Control of All Events. Open your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 4 as Steve begins our class. Satan will always accommodate your sinful desires by providing you with teaching that will make sense to you and will seem to be just what you need and just what you want because it will make you feel better about yourself and the problems that you're going through. Listen, this is not new. The Apostle Paul warned Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 to be careful about this. Let me read this to you. 2 Timothy chapter 4, after telling him in chapter 3 that all Scripture is God-breathed out and is profitable, he tells Timothy in verse 1 of chapter 4, since the Word of God is the Word of God and it's profitable, he said, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. Here's what he charges Timothy. Preach the word. Preach it. Be ready in season and out of season, which means there is no out of season. Preach it all the time. There is no out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Why should Timothy and all those who proclaim the word make sure that they are always about this business? Because he says in verse 3, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, folks, in the context, he's talking about people who are related somewhat to the church. He's saying there's coming a time when those who take the name of Christ will not endure sound doctrine. They're not going to want to hear it. So, Timothy, while you can, while anybody will listen to you, preach the word. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled. That means they'll, they'll want messages that will make them feel good. It's just a metaphor. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. 
They'll turn away their ears from the truths and will turn aside to myths. They will accumulate teachers who will tell them what they want to hear. That's exactly what Satan does. And he'll do it again on a larger scale during the tribulation period. So as difficult and as painful as your life may be, your greatest need, understand this, is not to find some teaching that will help you through today's troubles. Your greatest need is to be in a right relationship with a holy God. And that comes only by trusting his son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. That message of divine forgiveness is only given in Christ because only Christ is the perfect substitute sin bearer. His death on the cross paid, paid the price of sin. And God looks upon Christ and is satisfied with his death. And when you trust him as your sin bearer, your substitute, God forgives your sins and credits your account with Christ's righteousness, the righteousness that you and I don't have at all. But here's a sobering truth. If you are not trusting Christ as your Lord and Savior and the rapture of the church were to occur today, which it could, could happen at any moment. We call this the imminency of the rapture, meaning nothing has to happen before the rapture takes place. If you don't know Christ and the rapture comes and you will enter into the darkest days of the tribulation and you, like everyone else, will be searching desperately for answers to make sense out of this terribly frightening time. And you will gravitate to false satanic teachers who will lie to you. That's the sobering truth. First sign then, or the first birth pain indicating that Christ's return is close, is that there will be a rise in counterfeit messiahs. Jesus moves on, though, to give a second sign or birth pang of his return, which is not only will there be a rise in counterfeit messiahs, there will also be an increase in conflicts between nations. Verse 6, you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. Jesus said that during the tribulation period, people will constantly be hearing about wars between nations, constantly. With all the media stuff we have, that's not hard to imagine. They're not only going to hear about what wars are, are taking place, they'll be able to hear about rumors about more wars that might break out at any moment. Now, how could, though, the Lord say that wars and rumors of wars are a sign that his coming is getting close when wars have been a constant occurrence during man's long history. In fact, out of the last three to 4,000 years of recorded history, we know that there have been only 268 years where there's been no war. Somebody has figured that out, not me. 268 years have been without a war. So how could conflicts and rumors of wars and wars between nations be a sign of Christ's coming? Well, the point that Jesus is making is that as we get closer to his return, conflicts between nations are just going to increase. He's not denying that they haven't been here. He's not denying that that hasn't been the history of mankind. But he is saying that during the tribulation period, there'll be more of these international conflicts. That's all. In fact, that's why he used the analogy of labor pains to describe these signs, because while there have always been wars between nations during the time of the tribulation, these national conflicts will increase in number and intensity, just as birth pains do until you get to the delivery. That's what he's saying. 
It's very likely also that these are not going to be war, all of them at least, of a physical nature. It doesn't have to be physical combat. These conflicts may very well include economic wars, sanctions put upon other countries. Cold wars may enter into this turmoil as well. No doubt there'll be a great deal of political intrigue because Jesus said that there's going to be rumors of war. So a lot of things are going to be going on behind the scenes. And as we've already noted, the natural tendency for people during this this terrible time will be to be extremely frightened because so many people will be killed. Worldwide economies will be hit severely. Personal finances will be deeply affected. Their entire way of living will be turned upside down. And on top of all of this, they'll be fearful that that these rumors that they're hearing about might turn into a reality. More destruction, more killing, more carnage. So this will be a time of such death, devastation, destruction, that many people, the people of this world, will be extremely frightened. But to those believers living during this time period, notice what Jesus says. He goes on in verse 6 to say, see that you are not frightened. See that you are not frightened, for these things must take place, but that's not yet the end. To those believers who will live during this time period, who will be tempted to be afraid, tempted to panic like everyone else living at the time, the Lord says, see that you are not frightened. See that you're not frightened. Now, why would he say this? And, and why should believers not be frightened when the world that they will be living in will look like it's gone mad? Because Jesus said, these things must take place. Don't be frightened, because I'm telling you these things must take place. In other words, he's saying, these events, these wars and rumors of wars must happen because God has ordained that they must happen. So don't be afraid as if somehow things have gotten so out of control that God has lost control of world events. He hasn't. See, this is a great affirmation by Christ that regardless of how bleak things look during the time of the tribulation, that God is still sovereignly in control of it all. All the wars, the rumors of wars, the deaths of so many, the plagues, the terrors, the strange phenomena in the heavens, it's all happening because God has ordained it to happen. Listen, don't think that Jesus and God, the Father, just know ahead of time what's going to happen. It's obvious that Jesus knows ahead of time because he's telling us what's going to happen but also Christ, as God has ordained that these things happen. These are his decrees. He has determined that these things must take place. There are no accidents. There's nothing that's going to just happen without God ordaining and orchestrating that it happens so that no believer alive at that time needs to ever be afraid as if God has lost control. God has got everything under control, even these devastating events. So, folks, understand that the same truth and principle applies to the difficult world that we find ourselves in today. We're not in the tribulation time period. However, Jesus said just shortly before he was arrested in the world, you will have tribulation. We have trials. We have pain. We have suffering. We have tribulation, many heartaches. But regardless of what pain and suffering you're going through right now or will go through the Bible calls you to recognize that God has determined all these things for your life. All of it. 
and he's using it for your good. How is he using it for your good? That marvelous anchor of our souls and sanctification. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Paul declared that God is using everything, all the events of our lives, everything that comes into our lives for our good. Those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Now, what is his purpose? Why are all these things working for our good? What is his purpose in this? The very next verse tells us that his purpose in the life of a believer is to make us like Christ in terms of character. All things are working together for good because God is sovereignly bringing all of these things into your life and my life to make us like Jesus Christ, to make us more humble, more gracious, more godly in the way we we speak, more trusting, just more like Christ in every area, more forgiving, all of these things. So the very things that you are praying for, Lord, make me a man of God, make me a woman of God. And then the Lord sends a difficult event into your life. That's part of the answer. That's part of the answer. So regardless of of how bad things are for you and how uncertain the future looks, understand you don't need to be frightened about anything when you understand that God is in control of it all and that he's good and he's wise and he loves you and all of this is sent into your life to make you like Christ. That's how much God loves you. The psalmist said, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Great truth. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That's exactly what all of us need to do, even when things seem to be spinning out of control. So Jesus said that that these conflicts between nations have to take place. It may look to people alive at the time that the world is just coming to an end right now. People are probably going to say it can't get much worse. Oh, but it will. Notice the end of verse six, what Jesus said. See that you are not frightened for these things must take place. But that's not this is not yet the end. In other words, don't interpret these wars as the end of the age and my return. They are only these these wars are just a sign. They're only a sign that the end is coming soon. It's not here yet. I assume people. At that time period, say it just can't get much worse. The end of the world right here. But Jesus said, no, it's just a sign that the that the end is coming soon, but it's not here yet. Now, let me give you some insight as to why I think believers living during that time period are going to be so frightened and challenged about dealing with wars and rumors of wars. I think it's because they're going to be in shock. And I'll and I'll show you. Let's look at First Thessalonians, chapter five, first Thessalonians, chapter five. I think this will put things in perspective. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul starts off by saying this, verse 1. Now, as to the times and the epics, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. Now, the day of the Lord is very similar, almost synonymous with the tribulation period, except the day of the Lord extends past the tribulation period. But for our information right now, see it as what he's saying here is the tribulation period. He said, you know, it's going to come like a thief in the night. And then he says in verse three, and this is the key. While they are saying they meaning the people of this world, this is what's on their their lips. 
peace and safety. They're talking about peace, safety. They think it's arrived. Then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains. Once again, he uses that labor pains upon a woman with child and they will not escape. Now, according to these verses, the day of the Lord will begin with a great hope for world peace. People will be talking about peace and safety as they finally feel like this has been achieved. But Paul says when they're talking peace and safety, he said, then destruction will come upon them suddenly. That is to say they won't expect it. They're not thinking like that. Now, it would appear when we put scripture together with scripture, it would appear that the reason the world will enter the tribulation being so optimistic that world peace has finally been achieved is because of the very verse Daniel 9 that we looked at. Verse 27 says that the Antichrist will sign a treaty with Israel apparently promising to protect the Jewish nation. And for a few years before he breaks this treaty, he will protect Israel and Israel will experience the peace that she has sought for so many years. However, Israel's temporary peace doesn't mean that other nations of the world won't be at war with each other because they will. You don't need to turn there, but let me just tell you, in Revelation chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, we read about a series of judgments called seal judgments, not the little animals that bark. And I won't give you my seal imitation, but seal judgments are called that because whenever a a certain document, the seals on the document are broken, another judgment is revealed. So they're called seal. Seal judgments, one of the seal judgments, Revelation six, three and four is in the imagery of a horseman sent to earth to deliver God's wrath in the form of peace being taken away from the earth. In other words, war is part of that judgment. So let's put this together in just a little ways into the tribulation. People are going to be blown away because with Israel experiencing peace, they are going to assume that finally Peace and harmony has come to the whole world with peace in the Middle East. We've got peace now in the world, but then wars between uh, nations break out. Other nations, not Israel, they break out. And before these people realize that the world has gone mad fighting each other and they're frightened about what's going to happen. They're in shock. They thought that they finally had entered this utopian age only to see War break out all over the planet. Now, so far, we've seen two signs or birth pains that Jesus gave to indicate that when they see this, they'll know his coming is getting closer. There's one more sign that we want to look at this morning very quickly. Third sign that Jesus gives of his return is that not only will there be counterfeit messiahs, conflicts between nations, but there will be an increase in calamities on the earth. The end of verse seven. And in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. Jesus told the disciples that during the tribulation, calamities or natural disasters will erupt in the form of earthquakes and famines. Now, just like the false messiahs and the wars going on between nations, earthquakes and famines are not new. They're not new. But in the years preceding Christ's return, earthquakes and famines are going to increase in number and intensity. 
And as we noted before, Luke adds that there will be plagues and terrors and great signs from heaven. So listen, when you put it all together, this is a frightening time. Frightening time. What Jesus is conveying that the world at that time will stand in sheer horror. Look in sheer terror and look in horror as the earth that they once knew appears to be falling apart. It'll be an unparalleled time of earthquakes, tsunamis, famine, starvation. Earthquakes lead to famine, starvation, which will then lead to epidemics, plagues, and add to all of this strange occurrences in the sky. No wonder people are going to be terrified. They've never seen anything like it before. And they will think that the end of the world has arrived, but it hasn't. Because Jesus said in verse 8, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. In other words, the labor pains have just begun. There's more to come, and they are only going to get worse before the birth of Messiah's kingdom. Now, folks, the early days and years of the tribulation period are going to be frightening. Deaths will be escalating. They'll be escalating and mounting from wars and earthquakes and famines and plagues. Strange occurrences taking place in the skies are going to cause people, as I said, to wonder what, what's happening. False messiahs will abound and they'll say, we have the answer. We know what's happening. And they're going to give them lies. This time is really coming. It's, it's not simply a story. It's reality. It is inevitable because Jesus said that these things must take place. And they must take place because these events are part of the wrath of God that he will pour out on the earth for its rebellion. That's what the judgment of the tribulation period is all about. The wrath of God poured out. It is judgment. So how are you, if you're not a believer in Christ yet, how are you going to escape this terrible period of wrath as well as the eternal wrath? That just continues in hell forever. There's only one way. It's by recognizing that you're one of the rebels. You're a sinner. A rebel. And then you turn to Jesus Christ for deliverance from your rebellion. You see, Jesus has already been judged in the place of sinners. God's wrath has already been poured out on Christ. As the substitute sin bearer. Therefore, there is no valid reason for you to experience God's wrath. Flee from the wrath to come. How? By turning to Jesus Christ today for salvation and experience the incredible, marvelous wonder of having your sins forgiven. There is hope. It's offered to you in Christ. You must trust him. Let's bow for prayer. Lord, I pray for those in our presence today who have never trusted the Savior. May they not only be terrified by these coming events, but may they be terrified by the thought that they have offended a holy God. May they not turn to you simply to escape punishment, but may they turn to you because they know that they're sinners. They know that they have sinned against you and they feel bad. And they feel bad enough to repent and they don't want to continue in that sin. And I pray that you will work in their hearts, draw people to Christ. I also pray for those of us who do know you, Lord. May we be encouraged 
motivated to witness with passion because wrath is coming upon this planet. And may we be motivated, Lord, knowing that if you were to start the tribulation tomorrow, that there will be some people that we've witnessed to who will go into the tribulation considering the claims of Christ. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to be faithful to share the gospel. We also live in a world of false teachers telling people ridiculous things and not preaching Christ. May we be faithful to proclaim Christ, to proclaim him crucified, the only hope of eternal life. And we pray all of this in his name. Amen. I trust these studies have encouraged you as a believer in Jesus Christ to be busy about sharing the good news of the gospel. If you are an unbeliever, I pray that you will consider the claims of Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He died on the cross and totally paid our sin debt. But you must recognize that he died in your place and accept his pardon and gift of eternal life. If you have any questions about the lesson or would just like to talk to someone about spiritual matters, feel free to call us at 727-239-0306. You may listen again to this message and many others by going to our website, versebyverseradio, all one word, dot O-R-G. Our phone number again is 727-239-0306. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.